We'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for January 15th, 2017. Next report, another uh, Dave Hodges interview, but this time it's with Paul Martin. The, man, the gentleman before was Paul Preston. And it's entitled, More Foreign Troops in Colorado, The End Game is Near. Uh, I recently interviewed Paul Martin with regard to yet another report of a large-scale foreign troop movements in Colorado. Literally dozens of people have contacted me on the same issue. Paul and I have concluded the end game is near. So this is a, this is very much heavily related to the first interview, but but it's in a totally, well, it's in a different part of the United States. Of course, Colorado is you know borders the border states, so it does relate to that area. But this is more in in that particular uh, zone. We've talked a lot about this. I've played a lot of. Paul Martin interviews recently, and um, they really ring true and confirms a lot of what we've covered in times past. So let's go ahead and play this one. Hi, this is Dave Hodge of the Common Sense Show, where we are freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. And really pleased to be bringing you this <clears throat> updated message from Paul Martin, who's from the northern Colorado area. And certainly we have covered a lot about military movements, Russian spetsnats, and so forth. Paul, welcome to the show. Glad you could join us. Uh, you have an update with regard to some of our past stories in which we've covered foreign troop movements in northern Colorado and all the way down into the Denver area. What have you got for us? Uh, I had a good friend, a uh, former Navy, uh, former uh, police officer up in Ohio, uh, lieutenant police officer, just guy sees everything. Uh, they were heading down to Arvada yesterday in uh, mid-morning to uh, go see his daughter, and uh, he spotted 40 military vehicles that he had never seen before in his life. It was a weird desert camo with splotches of green in it. They were broken up into about six or seven uh, groups going uh, northbound, uh, he saw them about um, uh, just north of Denver, about Brighton. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Arvada, uh, we should mention to the uh, listeners, Arvada is a, a northwest suburb of metropolitan Denver. And, uh, yeah, um, Brighton yeah, he was, Brighton is more like northeast rural, kind of like how I live compared to Phoenix. Yeah, and uh, but he had never seen these vehicles before. And I'm thinking they about a year ago we had a I saw it I was heading up to Cheyenne and it was a four four wheel rubber wheel vehicle that had bubbles all over it and little antennas sticking up everywhere and I've got a, a, a God rest his soul he's passed on uh, Mike McNulty that did all the Waco movies and he's a kind of a uh, uh, nut on that kind of stuff and uh, so I called Mike and I said and told him what I saw and he said that's a that's a sniffer it's a biological nuclear sniffer and I go really yeah he said there's only one place they make them and that's in Germany and it had it was a little bit more of a woodland camo but it had splotches of green and of course this is a semi-arid zone up here, so there's a lot of brown 
here in northern Colorado. And uh, and my friend had never seen, he's, he's been around the world with the Navy. And uh, so with the, the, the thing that really piqued my interest was the the uh, uh, the splotches of green with a with a weird desert camo. Uh, he thought they might have been Israeli, uh, but with the green splotches, I, my thoughts were they could have been possibly German vehicles. I mean, God knows what they are, but the fact that they're, you know, it just adds on to the list of things that of, of foreign nationals and foreign military that we have here in northern Colorado. So um, really? I. I let me interject. Go ahead, go ahead, Paul. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, this is UN. Regardless of how you cut it, when you're dealing with foreign military and they're on our soil, they're here to assist in any kind of civil war action on a side that the UN will choose. This is exactly what I said in the last teaching about the UN. They're still the backbone. They're the backbone of the coming New World Order. They're going to be the backbone of the coming system under the antichrist and false prophet during the tribulation and they've already obviously established themselves and entrenched themselves here and they're going to use all of these wicked groups that we have mentioned in order to do their bidding but the most overt military arm will be these foreign troops that are already on our soil like a fifth column trojan horse type things and then oh i guess you, you you've got the let's say the traitorous elements of our own u.s government that will be working with them and i don't mean everybody in the military is traitorous obviously that's why i believe they're they're i've tried to deploy a lot of our troops overseas and you know massing the border with russia and things of these that i predicted that they would do to try to get as many of our loyal troops out of here so that they will be less encumbered when these other troops link up during whatever they're going to try to pull and and I, I i hope to god that it's not soon but um again they may be in a big time desperation mode thinking that their window of opportunity is going to be um closing regarding trump getting into office at least that's the way that trump is posturing and i want to emphasize that very clearly on the side that the u.n will choose the let, let's just back well, up. Well, we know the UN's going to choose the side of wickedness. They're sure not going to choose the side of the pro, you know, America, pro Constitution, pro Second Amendment, pro life, pro Bible. You know what I mean? Pro veteran, <laughs> pro righteous troops in America. <laughs> we know they're going to be on the the you know the side of wickedness. Real quick for the listeners. Do you have Russian spetsnaz in your area? Oh, absolutely. We have for three or four years. Common knowledge <clears throat> in your area, correct? Well, with, with people in the know, it is. I mean, uh, um, you know, I don't know if, if Larimer County Sheriff's Department knows that they're spetsnaz, but they know uh, one of the uh, uh, officers that runs from Estes Park down south to Allen Park, it's kind of his territory, and uh, uh, he was telling a friend of mine that's an armor, uh, a former military armor that has his own business, and uh, that, you know, he, he just asked him, he said, you see any Russians up there? And he goes, oh, yeah, 
they're up there. We don't like them very much. They're not very nice people. And uh, he had dropped off a weapon to have worked on. And again, it's just they're not very nice people. They're very, very cold. And when I went to Gatlinburg with Taylor, I noticed that a lot. The people were very cold. Um, you could tell they really didn't like you. They were kind of just going through the motions, learning our ways, embedding themselves into American society, probably learning how to maybe speak better English, uh, gathering whatever intel they're doing. And I mean, seriously, you go there and it's like every shop you walk in, it's like some Eastern Bloc um, <clears throat> person working there, uh, or I mean several, it was over and over and over wasn't my imagination and it's it's exactly what i was told what it was going to be like and when he came back to pick up the weapon my buddy asked him Did you see anything else on those russians he said yeah they're bringing in their women and uh but yeah i've had people that have spotted them at the at the subway they probably wouldn't want them <clears throat> intermarrying with american women because then maybe the american women would sway you know, maybe their loyalty somewhat, that type of thing. They want to keep this... They probably want to try to instill as much hatred against America as possible by bringing in their own women and in cordoning them off and demonizing America as much as they can. They're going to... Um, <clears throat> when, it comes, when it comes time, when they're given the green light, they're not going to hesitate, in other words. They, they don't want their, their satanic thought patterns being corrupted, in other words regarding the orders they know that they're ultimately going to be called upon to fulfill. Uh, in Estes Park, a, a friend of mine, him and his wife <clears> and his daughter, were up there just lounging around and stopped by Subway to get a sandwich. And there was four very well-buffed-out uh, young men, and they were speaking Russian to each other, and they got up to order their sandwiches, and they just broke into perfect Johnny Carson, Nebraska English. Yeah, and, this, uh, this is exactly what we see in the in the TV series on FX called The Americans, and uh, the, this is a, a direction we need to go, Paul. And and here's here's what I'm talking about with The Americans. Uh, they're entering season five, I believe, sometime this spring. And I binged watched over uh, some brief vacation I had recently the first three seasons, and I had seen part of season four reruns. But I didn't catch the whole thing, but now I kind of know what it's all about. It's about two KGB agents trained from very young childhood to be perfect American plants. They're brought here in very early adulthood. They are um, expected to mate, which they do. They have two children by their union. The children know nothing about their parents. Just like what they just described about them bringing their own women in. I didn't even know. I I'd seen. I think I'd seen something about just like i've never looked into this show at all but i'd only seen like the title i really didn't know what it was about but th this is unreal i mean again this is hollywood telling you exactly what they're going to try pulling or to a certain extent what they're going to try doing they're warning you ahead of time which is a kabbalistic illuminati type principle where you warn your enemies uh of what you're going to do to them and what you're doing to them prior to implementation of that activities which include treason against the united states spying and espionage espionage murder kidnapping uh embezzlement i mean you name it 
They're doing it all, but they are the heroes of the show. These two KGB agents, uh, they coincidentally live across the street from an FBI counterintelligence agent, and these agents basically are displayed as bumbling fools. So the Russians are portrayed as the heroes. They're committing treason against the country. They're doing. They're murdering. They're doing all these wicked things, and they're portrayed as the heroes. And then the agents, the U.S. agents across the street, are portrayed as bumbling idiots, which is pretty typical of the way that Hollywood portrays things. So I mean, th this is just, you know, total insanity. It's a total communist propaganda show. No question about it. Now, let me circle the wagons here. What we're seeing with this military movement ties back in large part to the Russians. They can be satellite forces. But Paul, what I'm going to embark on is I've been asked by a high-level source as well as a colleague, Mike Adams, to request for me to reopen my investigation into... Russian subversion within our government. And I've been reviewing some information this evening, and this is why I wanted to take this on the air with you and your sighting, because we're being set up. We have lots of Congress people, mostly Democrats, who have allegiance to communist organizations. And before I'm done with this series, I am going to name names with the associated groups that they're affiliated with, some of them directly to the American Communist Party. And I'll give you a little teaser here. It should be no surprise to anybody. Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden are at the top of the list. So in other words, this whole plan, the highest level of government, starting from Obama to Biden to Bernie Sandinista Sanders to the Congress to the Senate, a large percentage of these devils are fully on board with this. And this is, again, why it appears, at least, Trump has been attacked so vehemently by both Republicans and Democrats. Um, because he's so, at least what he's saying, and it appears as what he may be doing and who he's installing in his cabinet, it appears as very, very, very much going counter to what we're talking about here today. The New World Order, in order for it to be implemented, they need people like Obama and Hillary Clinton and the Bushes and, well, the Clintons in office in order to bring that about. And it appears, at least, that Trump would pose a gigantic threat to that. So, I'm just saying, on the surface, that's the way it appears. Wow. Well, that doesn't surprise me a bit about Mr. Sanders, and it kind of really doesn't surprise me about Mr. Biden. But, I mean, you you got to go back to Khrushchev talking to uh, Eisenhower. You know, we'll take you without a shot. Yeah, well, that's where I'm going to go tomorrow with my article that I'm writing uh, with regard to what the Russian defectors told us. They told us how this was going to go down. And what we're seeing now with all this traffic you have in northern Colorado, this is one more incident, you know, extending down to the Denver metro area. Paul, I've received three emails in the last, oh, six, seven days that detail the kind of thing that you're describing here tonight. I'm talking average John Doe driving down Interstate 25, 
between Fort Collins and Denver, and they see these massive convoys. <clears throat> they are omnipresent, Paul. They're not infrequent. They're everyday things. Well, it was the day after when you came up, you know, the night we had dinner in, uh, in Denver, and then the next day I had a friend that was uh, uh, heading to South Denver towards Parker, and the traffic was just terrible, and it was the wrong time of day for the traffic to be terrible. And so he started getting off and bobbing and weaving and, and heading south, and he got back to uh, uh, trying to get back on the I-25, and there was a, a, a pretty fairly long train of white UN vehicles heading southbound uh, about Parker. You know, I keep asking myself, why Colorado? And I have to tell you, Paul, that um, Colorado, as you know, is going to be the new Washington, D.C. when D.C. is taken out. You're aware of that, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I've known that since the 90s. It's interesting because... Now, we've talked about this a lot, but just to reiterate about that, the plan is at some point that Washington, D.C. will be destroyed. Um, and the provisional new capital of most likely at that point it will be the North American Union, which will be one of the ten regions that the Bible talks about going into the tribulation under the Antichrist and false prophet. One of the ten regions will be the North American Union, meaning Canada, Mexico, and the United States all combined. Denver will be their, its capital. And this is why you have that gigantic base underneath the Denver uh, International Airport and all the Freemasonic stuff and all the creepy stuff that is in, is in the airport. There's a massive base under there, and um, Denver has been selected for that. So that's what they're in reference to here. When I moved to the Phoenix metropolitan area in 1985, I was told by a friend of mine who was stationed at NORAD, Cheyenne Mountain. He said, he said, you're leaving at the right time, Dave. He says, there's going to come a time when living in Colorado is going to become very toxic. And that was his words. And how did I know this person? Because I was his son's basketball coach at a high school. And uh, he, he just said, things are really unraveling in our military. He said they're unraveling in our government. And he said people think that Joseph McCarthy was crazy about the communist infiltration. He said no, he wasn't. The man was an alcoholic, and this was used to discredit him, but he was on the money with what he said. The man who told me that, Paul, was a full bird colonel in Air Force Intelligence. Wow. And I've, well, never, I've never forgotten that. When I came down here, I thought, how odd is that? And now I'm seeing this. I mean, this has been going on in Colorado for a long time. I mean, you look at the Agenda 21 regulations that came out under the Gang of Four. Uh, you can't trap rainwater. Now, recently, they've relented on that only to a small degree. Uh, and the restrictions on energy use and use of your land and uh, watering and irrigating your farmland. I mean, it, it's unbelievable what they're doing uh, in Colorado. But we know, too, the CIA has moved their headquarters there. Well, that's not well advertised, but it's underground, adjacent to DIA. Are you aware of that, too, Paul? Yeah, 
meaning in, in adjacent to Denver International Airport, DIA, which is what I just mentioned. Okay, I figured you would be being from that area, but that's something I've known about, oh, I think probably four or five years now. So Yeah, I had a good friend that was a, uh, uh, ran an electrician crew uh, during the building of the airport. Good, good, real good friend of mine, you know, kind of a fellow cowboy rodeo through high school and stuff like I did. So, yeah, he had uh, quite a lot of tales to tell about that. But, yeah, I, you know, we're getting set up. You know, we were talking off air. And with, with everything we've discussed so far, I, they may let, I don't know if they're going to get World War III started before the inauguration, but they may let Trump get his train on the tracks, but I think they're going to take it off. I think you're probably right. I, um, we have information, and I discussed this with Mike Adams earlier in the day. Um, I received some information from uh, a source. Mike Adams had some of this information, too. 5,000 National Guard to be shipped into the um, D.C. area for the inauguration, but also yep. 5,000 5, federal officers as well, making a total of 10,000. And I reported yesterday that Bill Ayers has uh, basically entered into an agreement with George Soros to help disrupt the inauguration. Well, his big thing is bombs. That's what he went to prison for when he was out of the Weatherman Underground. And what I understand is they think the plan is to detonate bombs on the periphery. Of Bill Ayers is the same one that launched Obama's political career from his living room. The terrorist. So this is what we're dealing with. The inauguration. Knowing they can't get close. And then when the first responders come in, attack them in an ambush. That's the operating MO. And this is what led to the shipment of the 10,000 law enforcement and National Guard people into the D.C. area for the inauguration. Well, it would, uh, I mean, this, this, is, this, is a, this is a world event, this inauguration is, so I, I cannot believe that they won't have a presence. I mean, the entire planet will be looking at this one. It's usually inaugurations are something you watch out of the corner of your eye. Not this one. Not I'm, this one. I'm thankful I'll be watching it from a distance. Do you happen to know the time? I haven't looked at that. Do you know the time that the inauguration is supposed to take place? Uh, I believe it's at noon. That's what memory tells me, too. <clears throat> is that, yeah, noon, e is I, that noon Eastern? Yes. I'm afraid I'm going to have to interrupt what I'm doing right then to make sure I watch this, because we could be watching Twin Towers kind of material. You know, it's a, ne never fails to amaze me. I had awakened after the first tower had been struck, and I knew nothing about it, and started the coffee pot and turned on the TV, and I watched, and I was trying to figure out what was going on, because I saw one tower on fire, and then I watched this, another plane ran into the second tower. <laughs> and I caught that live, and I didn't fully understand what had happened up until that point, because it was like walking into the middle of a movie, and you need to get oriented. And, you know, I think the inauguration may carry some of these same situations. But I'll tell you this. I have such distrust and loathing for the mainstream media. Uh, and I don't want to call them mainstream media. Let's call them what they are, the leftist communist media. 
that I believe if they had explosions on the periphery, as I believe Bill Ayers is behind, I believe they wouldn't even show it. I believe that they would try to obscure as much of this as they could. Well, I mean, the, the, wor the world media will be there. I mean, everybody on the planet will be there. Every news organization in the world is yeah, going to be there. Yeah, that's a good point. You're right. Uh, here, here's the thing I'm wondering. If, if the proverbial poop hits the fan at the inauguration, do you think you're going to find out why all those foreign troops are in Colorado? I mean, it, you know, you, you and I have talked about this on, on, on some other shows and stuff. I mean, we're in no man's land. I mean, obviously, in that scenario, you're going to have martial law. In martial law, all of these supposed, you know, UN peacekeepers, they're already here to a large extent. All those troops we mentioned from China, they're all going to be wearing light blue hats, UN. They're going to be driving around in white trucks. And martial law, the Constitution's, you know, whatever, suspended. And, you know, they're going to be basically the, um, the policing unit of the, of the uh, New World Order under the United Nations. And so that would be another horrible scenario that could play out. Now, I'm not saying it's going to happen during the inauguration or leading up to it, but I'm telling you right now, it, it, they are posturing that way. And we're going to be, in, I know we haven't covered a lot of that yet, but the remainder of, of this broadcast is going to be devoted to that subject. What are they doing from now until the inauguration? Why am I saying that? Because I'm, <laughs> they're doing a lot of really wicked, evil stuff. From and they started it, I don't know, a couple of days ago, leading up into the um, inauguration. I mean, you've got the, the the entire global elite getting completely destroyed. You've got the 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 waste stream media completely destroyed. I mean, CNN's below the Garden Channel. Uh, the Democratic Party is completely destroyed. If they'll ever be able to recover after the pandemic came out from that and Hillary, and uh, you know they, the, these people, you know they may be, they may be on the ropes, but they have an immense amount of money. They have a lot of nukes. They have control, of, uh, without a doubt. They have control of bioweapons. I mean. Uh, you could have a bioweapon release at the inauguration. I mean, anything's possible with these people. They're on the ropes. You know, you're not, you know, one of my... Did you see the bird flu thing that... <laughs> uh, Taylor informed me of this the other day. I believe it's H5N9, um, which is a different strain than the one I reported on back in 06. But, yeah, bird flu in China and here. They quarantined a ton of cats in New York City. You just never know what they may try pulling. I always said that that ultimately would be one of the best ways to uh, institute martial law and to implement their agenda without actually having to necessarily, quote, look like the bad guys. You know what I mean? Oh, we're doing it for your own protection. Implementing all these UN peacekeepers and these types of things. My dad's saying when I was a, a kid, my dad used to tell me, he said, son, the most dangerous thing in the world is a cornered coward because they don't have any other way to go but forward. 
And so anything is possible with these people. This is, we're, we're in Crazyville. We really are. You know, I'm going to give you a little analogy here. Paul, when I was a young athlete and I was learning to play basketball and learning the principles of defending my man, I learned to keep my eyes on the guy's midsection because the center of gravity, uh, that person couldn't go anywhere regardless of the fakes without moving their belly. And so I used to fixate on the belly. Well, that's what Colorado is. I believe Colorado is the center of gravity for the civil unrest that's about to happen. And if people want to know when it's going to happen, look at Colorado. And all I can tell you is my mailbox gets filled with these accounts of all these movements and sighting of foreign troops in Colorado. And I get all this. Now, occasionally I get the crackpots and say, oh, I know... Uh, people in Castle Rock are seeing nothing, and I know people in Fort Collins are seeing nothing, and and you know they 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 actually go hysterical on me, but I get people, and I've published some of the pictures of this, Paul, absolutely published them, and people even still then want to deny it. But I'm telling you, Colorado is at the seat of controversy; they're the center of gravity, and when the proverbial poop is ready to hit the fan, you're going to see the signs of it in Colorado first. Well, I think one of the things to look for, Dave, is is uh, my East Coast has said it appears to him that before the stuff hits the rotary device, the phones will go down and more than likely the Internet. I think that will be our signal because they're going to kill our communications. And uh, 100%. You see that? If you have, I mean, if you have an alternate plan, that is when you would want to implement it because you may only have a very narrow window if you have like a bug out location or maybe your family is like in you know different even different parts of your town that would be when you would well i guess if if they if they cut off the cell phones and they cut off the other anyway if that happens they're going to be aware of it you you tell them ahead of time Okay, listen, if this goes down, this is the green light. You got to get home ASAP. You drop everything. I don't care where you're at. You get home. You see communications go down, the cell phones. You see the internet go down. Because let's face it, the alternative media it primarily communicates through the internet. They don't communicate even through the, the I mean, I know there's shortwave stuff, but that's, that's I, I don't think that primarily most of the, Let's say Patriot Movement gets their information from shortwave. Um, they could take that down. But you cut off communications is one of the key uh, points of warfare. That way they can control the narrative. The wicked mainstream media that's in full desperation mode now, that's in the most full-on um, disinformation wicked evil campaign that i have ever witnessed if they're in control of 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 the of the narrative and they're and they offer the only line of communication and you see the phones go down and the internet go man you you implement whatever plan that you've got because that is the absolute you know green light for you to do so uh, when that goes down if you're out of town if you're away from your family or whatever, 
get home as quick as you can because that I, I think that's going to be a, a a huge flare uh, for what's coming. People like you and I might be well advised not to go to their home. I found oh, that- now you know why I said that because you know <laughs> I would include myself in that, um, but you know hey I the Lord could. As much evil and wickedness as Satan has planned, the Lord could intervene as well and either give you alternate marching orders. Um, you know, you never know. You never know. Where wickedness increased, grace all the more. In other words, in other words, if, if all of this is going to go down, none of it's going to surprise God. So, you may not. You you may get. You know, God may steer you in a different direction. The last minute, it may be status quo where you go home and you hunker down and you pray and, and whatever the Lord's telling you to do. Um, that may be the case as well. A big reason I did I got into that teaching on Psalm sixty four because you're asking God in the first sentence to hide you and your family essentially from the secret counsel of the wicked and from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity. These are the people that are demonic vessels that we will be battling and, and and so he can make you invisible to the enemy is the is the point i'm trying to make never in my life have i had something so radically affect my life in a positive way since i've been saved then when i got a hold of that concept and i started praying psalm 64 I don't know what there is about Psalm 64, but for me at least, and I know for a lot of others, it, it is, uh, it's like life changing. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, just key in Psalm at contendingfortruth.com and key in, uh, you'll see it, Psalm 64 in Precatory Prayers, A Christian's Door of Hope. And then Pastor Weaver did the original teaching on that, that I had heard that confirmed what God had been showing me the year prior to me, um, finding this out and i and i heard his sermon totally confirm what god had been showing me the year previous and then i eventually did my own teaching on it and so you might you you really want to listen to pastor weavers as well i think i give all that information in the pdf for that teaching when you find it at contendingfortruth.com uh so anyway let's go forward absolutely no yeah. i don't uh, yeah i've already got plans on that uh, listen i i i um it's interesting paul because uh Mike Adams shared this with me from one of his sources, and Mike said that had Hillary won, his sources had told him they're starting an immediate purge on the alternative media. And I never got anything that definitive. I just was told that if she's elected, you'll go dark. And I told that again, that is exactly what I expect. If Hillary got in they're going to, the gloves are going to come off once she's inaugurated and once she gets into office, the gloves are coming off. Because there was a full-on push to expose her and there's so much to expose with that devil witch that once she got in office and as evil and vindictive as she, she was going, I mean, they were, they were going to come after everybody in alternative media that would have anything to do with putting out truth and exposing her. That is a warning. 
So that's why I was so tireless in persecuting well, what, Hillary Clinton in, in, well, on my website. Well, we're kind of radio men. If you remember the the, the, the saying about a, the lifespan of a radio man in Vietnam was about an hour. They want to cut off communications. Right. So, I mean, we're, we're kind of radio men. In other words, the Vietnamese would target the guys with the radios because if they were, um, if they could disable the, the radio man and the radio, what would end up happening is, is you cut off communication to any, to bringing in supporting troops, to bringing in air support, which was a big deal during, during Vietnam. They didn't want that air support coming in because that was death from above to the Viet Cong. If they could keep that from happening by taking out your, your line of communication and your radio man, then they a lot of times had you right where they wanted you and they would surround your position if they had overwhelming forces. So this is what he's in reference to. I would be in that classification as well. Radio man, they want to take that out. Because we've been the biggest thorn in their sides. Uh, I don't see any other thing that's been a bigger thorn in their sides but the, the, um, this type of alternative media on the internet. And, and I, I would say shortwave into a a certain extent, the radio, um, whatever radio stations would broadcast these things, like AM, probably mostly, um, that's what they're in reference to. But uh, yeah, I would, yeah, I, would I would definitely, I would definitely pay attention to uh, if the if the phones go down. I mean, they could take the whole grid down. The the Chinese, our our, our whole grid is nothing but Chinese software. Uh, we've talked about that. I, I met an IT tech with the U.S. Uh, military that told me that at a birthday party. And, uh, I mean, there's just a lot of things in play. So don't go anywhere without a bug-out bag, uh, three days of food. I carry two really, really nice bug-out bags everywhere I go. Uh, take your uh, personal protection <laughs> devices with you <coughs> and uh, – uh, for the listeners out there, I mean, there's, I know there's people left travel on business and all this other stuff, but uh, for, for the people that don't have to get too far from home, uh, don't do it. You know, I've talked about this before. You talked about it in articles, and my East Coast source said, when this shoe drops, wherever you are is where you're going to stay. Yeah, that's right. We've heard that a lot. Well, Paul, we're out of time. I'm okay, so that's what we have there. And, and since I did that last broadcast, I got my bug out bag fully revamped i'm i carry it with me now uh, my vehicle and um i did everything i told you to do so i don't feel like i'm a hypocrite saying you know do this and i'm not doing it um so it, it's just it's practical and especially during this time and i really believe any time moving forward because even if trump gets in and everything's going smooth and, and he's implementing all of this stuff that doesn't mean that the new world order is going to go away and they're going to give up and they're not going to try to pull some false flag and like i said it's all going to take is one false flag and then you know they're going to institute this continuity of government most likely in place of martial law even though it's the same thing and then they've got these foreign blue hat un troops on the streets and their implementation of this uh will be underway so this is what we could be facing so i wanted to just go over that i felt that was some super important information and um we will move on then to the next report okay so the next report is entitled 
riots stand down, Obama to fire National Guard chief during the inauguration. Obama's... Okay, sorry, I had to take a call there. Um, next report, riots stand down. Obama to fire National Guard chief during the inauguration. Obama's latest move could trigger mass riots. Threats to Trump's life. Outgoing President Obama is firing the Nash, the D.C., Washington, D.C. National Guard chief during the inauguration. During it. It's good. Which could lead to mass riots in D.C. and threaten the life of President Trump. In other words, let's destabilize Washington, D.C., being I, me, I'm speaking like I'm Obama. Me being the the reprobate devil that I am, I'm going to do as much as I can to destabilize Washington D.C. during the inauguration. So whatever nefarious plan they're trying to implement will will be able to be uh, implemented. Essentially, Obama ordered that Major General Errol R. Schwartz, a key figure overseeing riot control at the inauguration will be removed from command. <laughs> January 20th, 12.01 p.m., just as Trump is sworn in as president. I mean, this is the most criminal devil that has ever occupied the White House by far. And, you know, this whole last week, all of these accolades, best president ever, best first lady ever, done more for this country than any other president. And I'm thinking, you sick, demented devils. Every single thing out of your mouth is the polar opposite of what the truth is. You slimy devils. And that's all I heard this last week. I'm up to my eyeballs with hearing about praise for this criminal devil. But that's what we're getting. I mean, this this is so over the top, so insane. I can't even believe I'm I'm reporting on it. Goes on to say it doesn't make sense to can the general in the middle of an active deployment, meaning the inauguration. Said DC Council Chairman Phil Mendelson in response to Obama's decision. Well, it does make sense if Obama's trying to cause a National Guard stand down, which will allow anti-Trump rioters to wreak havoc on DC, though. Swartz was blindsided by his firing and said he would never plan to leave a mission in the, in the middle of a battle. <laughs> that guy should be hung from the highest gallows. Obama should hang, hang, him, hang him from the highest gallows the day that Trump's inaugurated. I mean, what a stinking devil. Unbelievable. Schwartz was... Um, uh, the situation is reminiscent of the Baltimore riots in which city officials with close ties to the White House ordered police to stand down and gave rioters, quote, space to destroy property. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. Which, of course, exacerbated the unrest to the benefit of their agenda. But there's more protesters expected for the inauguration than there were for Baltimore. Radical leftists from all over the world want to make January 20th the most chaotic inauguration day in American history. Their stated goal is to disrupt the inauguration festivities as much as possible, and they are planning a wide range of actions to achieve that stated goal. So you, you have this report. I mean, it, it's just... And again, this is confirming what we just... All the audios that we just played. Next report, anarchists are, are hoping to turn Donald Trump's inauguration on January 20th into one of the biggest riots in U.S. history. Here's a whole other group, anarchists, that I don't even think I mentioned, but they're, they're along the lines of a lot of the groups I did mention, though. But my, uh, This is from Michael Snyder. Um, 
my hope is that all of their efforts will turn into a big flop, but it is important to understand that these groups are well-funded, highly organized, and extremely motivated. The election of Donald Trump has been perhaps the single most galvanizing moment for the radical left in modern American history, and they are working very hard to turn January 20th into a political statement. Uh... In fact, just recently, one activist group took out a full-page ad in the New York Times. Thousands of activists, journalists, scientists, entertainers, and other prominent reprobate voices took out a full-page call to action in the New York Times on Wednesday, making clear their rejection of President-elect Donald Trump and Vice President Mike Pence with the simple message, quote, no, with an exclamation point. And it said, stop the Trump-Pence regime before it starts. In the name of humanity, we refuse to accept a fascist America. Even though that's what Obama was bringing us into, clearly. You know, the ad states. The ad pointed people to refusefascism.org. And it asserted that Trump must be stopped whether he was legitimately elected or not. So who cares about the rule of law, even though they did everything they could try to do to steal it. He was legitimately, we don't care. He's got to be stopped. Doesn't matter if he was legitimately elected. Trump promises to inflict, this is what they're saying, he promises to inflict repression and suffering on people in this country to deport millions, oh, millions of illegal aliens that never had a right to be here, that were breaking the law coming here. Oh, the humanity of it all. To increase violence up to the new use of nuclear weapons? No, no, whoa, that's, the, that's what Hillary would have brought us into. That's what, Trump, that's what Obama's trying to bring us into right now with Russia. Trump doesn't want to do that. It's everything they're guilty of, they're accusing him of, in other words. Um, to inflict catastrophes upon the planet itself, he assembled a cabinet of Christian fundamentalist fanatics. This was in the New York Times. On Wednesday. What's the first thing they mentioned that he assembled a cabinet of? Christian fundamentalist fanatics. Well, that's the source of all evil on the earth, according to these devils, because that we are the true enemy. Now, I'm not saying that the, the Trump's cabinet are true Christian fundamentalists. I don't I haven't looked into it enough on that regard, but I'm just saying, look at the first group they identify as evil. You know, like they're the purveyor of all, they know what's best for you. This is like the most reprobate devils on the planet telling, giving us a morality lesson. This is like Satan giving us a morality lesson on what's best. Um, a, a cabinet of Christian fundamentalist fanatics, warmongers, racists, <laughs> science deniers, mean we don't espouse to climate change. The false narrative there. No, his regime must not be allowed to consolidate. We refuse to accept a fascist America. Everything they're guilty of, basically. Okay? And then Mike Adams just came out with a report today. Mathematical proof that man-made climate change is a total hoax. I put out, I don't know how many reports on that. I'll give you the link here if you want to click in that. If you go to refusefascism.org, because they just love to label stuff. They love to label stuff without any proof of anything. Trump's going to bring us into fascism. He's going to bring us away. If he does what he says, he would bring us away from fascism. But they're accusing him of the very thing they want, in other words. You will discover that the protests that they are organizing in Washington, D.C. will begin on January 14th. That was two days ago. 
because I'm already in, it's almost 2 o'clock, 2 a.m. on the 16th now. <laughs> I started recording a little late. They say that they want to stop the Trump, Trump pinch regime before it starts. They hope to have protests going every day and every night without interruption through at least January 20th. Another group that plans to kick things off on January 14th is J Disrupt J20. Of course, that is short for Disrupt January 20th. If you go to their official website, you will find a long slate of events that have already been scheduled. According to Legba Carefor, a spokesperson for Disrupt J20, one of the goals of the group is to block major transportation routes into and throughout the nation's capital. And he is not shy about the fact that they are literally wanting to shut down the inauguration. It's like a bunch of infantile little babies that aren't getting their way and they're stomping their feet, screaming, and just going nuts, doing whatever they can possibly try to do to make Trump go away, essentially. Then he go, they go on to say, and we're pretty literal about that, meaning shutting down the inauguration. We're trying to create a citywide paralysis on a level that I don't think has been seen anywhere in D.C. before. Now, can you imagine if this was a bunch of conservatives doing this against Obama getting into office? Which, if any, if, if any group would have had a right to protest, it would have been conservatives against Obama getting into office, knowing what his agenda is going to be. But that didn't happen. Um, we're trying to shut down pretty much every ingress into the city as well as every checkpoint around the actual inauguration parade route. Well, you know, again, my prayers recently for them have been that God would have the heathen and the wicked in derision, that they would turn on each other and devour one another into the very traps that they have laid and the very... Um, that they would fall into in the very ditch that they've dug, that they'd fall into it, that you would blind them, God, that, you know, their, their wicked efforts would bear no fruit, that they would turn on each other and devour one another, that their own tongue would fall upon themselves, as the Bible talks a lot about in the book of Psalms. And if it be possible, I pray their souls be saved, those that can be saved. But through with people like this, their only chance of them getting saved, much like my parents, was through severity. The Bible says the goodness of the Lord leadeth thee to repentance, but it also says the severity of the Lord leadeth thee to repentance. In my particular case, it was the goodness of the Lord. When I got saved, it wasn't like God had to like get me by the throat and, and you know take everything away from me. And really, the first time I ever clearly got presented the gospel, which was through reading the book *En Route to Global Occupation* by Gary Kaw, I was like, "Oh, praise God, yes." It wasn't, it wasn't like this severe, horrible thing at all. It was awesome. Whereas somebody like my parents, it's severity. It's, it's okay. <laughs> everything's got to be stripped. Everything's got everything. You have to be humble to the, to the dirt, you know, the point of death. That's how, um, the only chance for somebody that's, really really rejected god their whole life and really really shaking their fist at god and really really maybe even hates god it's a lot of times the only way they're going to get saved is through severity you know it's still the goodness of god though in a way if you think about it but it's a severity <laughs> that's born out of the goodness it's, it's not a fun way um and do I think a lot of them are going to get... No, I don't. I don't. 
but I do believe some will, and I, I pray for that to happen. Uh, but I, I'm not going to pray that they prosper in wickedness. I will not do that. They've prospered in wickedness enough. I mean, the, the eight years with Obama alone, I mean, all of the wickedness that they have prospered in alone. And um, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what's going to happen here. We'll, we'll know in you know, the next five days how this is going to turn, at least with the inauguration, at least with that. Uh, let's go forward. Uh, MSM pushing for civil war as inauguration nears, while Clinton supporters in the media have epic meltdown. This is from All News Pipeline. <clears throat> with just days to go until Donald Trump is inaugurated as the 45th president of the United States, the desperation and outright lunacy from liberal snowflakes in the MSM mainstream media has reached new heights. As proposals range from holding um, holding a new presidential election, in other words, they want a new presidential election because they don't like the outcome of the last. They want a new one. Okay. Um, it, to placing legal restrictions on free, free speech, to redefining the truth as malicious propaganda. They, they, I mean, I'm telling you, the gloves are really coming off. They're they full nut job mode. They're insane. The mainstream media and the liberal snowflakes and, and, and the people that are in this, this, basically the people in the anti-Trump movement are literally insane. It's like, the demons in them are just, they cannot contain themselves. It, it's total insanity when I'm seen. They cannot accept the fact that he is going to be the president. They cannot, they don't care about anybody else but themselves and what they want. That's all that matters to them. They've grown up entitled little devils. For the most part, a lot of them, and they're self-centered, they're hypocrites, they're full of pride, and they are so far removed from reality, it it's just defies the imagination. So let's go forward here. Um, we'll start with how the Financial Times editorial board is calling for massive restrictions on free speech by labeling the truth as malicious and propaganda in a piece titled The Threat Posed by... Putin's cyber warriors, the Russian state is far from alone in using hacking as a form of espionage. What distinguishes Moscow's activity is the malicious way it appears to be using the information garnered and disseminating fake news to further pollute the political atmosphere. The timing of leaks during the U.S. elections looked calculated to weaken Hillary Clinton in the Democratic category. Even though they had, I mean, I, if I went to the gym, which is about the only time I'll see it TV, and I'm on the treadmill, and I'm looking, and I mean, it was the first 10 to 15 minutes of every single nightly bro. And I'd go from one to the other because I'm like, I can't handle this. I can't handle this. And between all the drug commercials, it was pure demonization of Donald Trump for months. And yet they have the stinking audacity to say that all of this fake news polluted the political atmosphere. The timing of the leaks during the U.S. election looked calculated a week at Hillary Clinton. And the Democratic candidate. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff coming out from WikiLeaks at the same time. But compared to the avalanche of lies and fake news from the lamestream prostitute media, it wasn't even, it was nothing. And they didn't do anything to politicize any of that. They suppressed all the stuff from WikiLeaks. The only place you were getting that was alternative media. 
Notice the intellectual dishonesty of the editorial board and their use of the term fake news when by all accounts the information that was disseminated, which they admit in the same paragraph was a leak, were actual emails from the DNC and the Clinton campaign that were true and there was nothing fake about them. They wrote them. They colluded with the mainstream media. The DNC also colluded with the Clinton campaign against Bernie Sanders. Those emails referenced Hillary Clinton's health multiple times. Those emails exposed the truth of the corruption within the Democratic Party. Let that sink in for a minute. The um, FT editorial board is actually saying that disseminating the truth polluted the political atmosphere, deliberately ignoring the fact that it was the corruption exposed on the part of Hillary Clinton, the DNC, and the MSM that, quote, polluted the election and cost her the election. They're hypocrites of the highest order and magnitude. Then the FT editorial board gets to their main point, preventing the truth from being exposed by restricting free speech. And it says Berlin is considering imposing hefty fines on media outlets that spread false and malicious information. This may seem an undue restriction to freedom of speech, but in the context of propaganda war, meaning all the alternative um, right media is all propaganda, none of it's truth, even though it's the exact opposite of what they're saying. Um, let me read the last sentence again. This may, this may seem an undue restriction to the freedom of speech, but in the context of the propaganda war designed to undermine Western democracy, it may be necessary to do more than enforce existing laws on libel and incitement. So they're going to, in other words, they're saying we need to come after the alternative right media and, and let there be fines and probably imprisonments, things of this nature, for putting out truth. Even if it can be backed up, even if it can be verified, it doesn't matter. It doesn't fit their, their satanic narrative. Once again, they attempt to label the truth that was exposed by WikiLeaks during the election as propaganda. And it was truth. It is noteworthy that the Financial Times endorsed Hillary Clinton. Oh, so they have no vested interest in saying any of this. They literally endorsed Hillary Clinton, the Financial Times, writing this during the presidential election cycle and wage their own anti-Trump campaign during the whole cycle. So obviously they have a gigantic, not-so-hidden agenda. The attacks on independent media from, from calling them fake news to accusations about spreading Russian propaganda stem from only one thing only, and that is to distract from the information that was exposed by WikiLeaks about the Democratic Party. It is a war on the truth. The reason the independent media is the main target of the attacks is because they hammered the truth relentlessly. They called out the MSM for their bias, their corruptness, their deliberate push of Washington propaganda against the American people, which they're still pushing. As clearly evidenced recently when, Washington, when the Washington Post lied to the public using statements from unnamed, quote, U.S. officials with claims Russia hacked into the U.S. power grid, then days later they publicly admitted to the, that the Russians did not do so. That was fake news and propaganda, which is all they put out anyway. The bottom line, the MSM wants civil war. Again, make it civil war, particularly before Trump gets in office, and then they impose martial law. And continuity of government is what they're going to call it. That's what they want. This La Raza thing, this Azatlan thing, this stuff going on in Colorado, the stuff going on on the ports and all the Chinese troops, all the foreign... I mean, I'm telling you, man, they, 
They want to get this going because they feel like they're running out of time. At least that's the way it appears. The U.S. government using the MSM have, and mainstream media is one reference there, have spent decades using the sole arbiter of deciding on what Americans should know and when using their influence to determine elections and control the masses and to hide the truth from the American people. If said truth doesn't align with their own ideology and goals. They failed and they are literally in meltdown mode after Trump won the election despite them throwing everything, including the kitchen sink, at Trump while promoting Clinton. At least that's the way it appears. Right now, given what we're witnessing with an unapologetic and outright fake news coming out of the mainstream media, we may be facing the most dangerous enemy of all as they're blatantly pushing to delegitimize the next president and trying to encourage actions such as demand for a new election that would lead to an all-out civil war in America. Fine with them. If they're allowed to reestablish their dominance, truth dies, which brings me to something that I read um, that is critical to the battle from John Rappaport, who spent uh, his plus 30 years as a writer trying to expose the fake news by the mainstream media and who believes that, quote, the egg has cracked and now is the time to push them even harder. Expose the MSM each and every time they publish their fake news. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Take it to them. Now is not the time to let up. That's why I keep putting out these teachings. That's why I keep putting out the newsletters. Um, and, I mean, just you don't let up. You don't let up on the gas. So, okay, so we have that. So let's go further. Soft coup against Trump in progress. Massive conspiracy of treason and sedition. There is now a highly coordinated conspiracy afoot to take down President-elect Donald Trump. The deliberate scheme to execute a soft coup has been orchestrated at the highest levels of the Obama administration, Democratic and Republican National Committees, as well as other intelligence agencies and special secret services. Such a coup d'etat has all the, the hallmarks of a CIA, DIA, NSA, DHS, FBI, as well as many other organizations, which comprise the 17 agencies of the U.S. intelligence community. Now, I do believe there are good people in those organizations that are fighting this as well, because I've heard that as well. So again, just a lot to pray about. May the Lord's will be done ultimately, you know, with this whole thing. Uh, but <clears throat> this is what we're looking at. The essence of their scheme is to fabricate the appearance of collusion between Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin. I mean, Obama has been trying to do this for weeks now. I mean, this has been the main thing. They especially strive to put out fraudulent and contrived evidence that Putin possesses salacious material on Trump that is substantive enough that it can be used to blackmail him. Wait, it gets worse. Or rather, the CIA, the CIA implementation plan will continue to evolve so that the U.S. Congress is for forced to take unprecedented action. Meaning, even if Trump gets into office, they're saying that the Congress will be forced to depose him or whatever, take actions to get him out of office. So he can't implement, you know, what he says he's going to do. Special note, what follows is just one example. Now, this is just one example. Now, I'm not saying I've looked into all of his cabinet appointments in depth. I have seen a lot of positive. I have seen a lot of negative from some of the things, too. Not like it's all been peaches and cream. All the people he's um, nominated or, or put into these cabinet positions, but... What follows is just one example of how much Do Donald Trump is upsetting the apple cart. This is huge. Because this is a central theme of what I have been hammering. This is literally the bedrock upon which this ministry kind of was built with that 14-city tour I back, did back in 06 on the Avion flu. Okay? 
and it all centered around vaccinations. That's what starts it off. That, or that's what they will use to, to implement and control the masses and usually use to spread it. Robert Kennedy Jr. agrees to chair a commission on vaccination safety and scientific integrity for Trump. It ought to be obvious by now this critical appointment that Trump is willing to take on a central pillar of the New World Order social engineering agenda. In fact, the super vaccination agenda is as big as it gets in terms of controlling the entire human population and depopulating them, getting us down to the first pillar of the New World Order, Ten Commandments, reduce world population to 500 million in perpetual balance with nature or Mother Gaia. Oh, that's only in, you know about a 95% reduction. Vaccinations would play a key part in that depopulation agenda. RFK Jr. is well known among health advocates to be zealous truth seeker regarding the inherent dangers of vaccines and especially of the overly aggressive vaccination regimens that young children are now exposed to. Kennedy has recently been in the news for launching the World Mercury Project, um, which is they call WMP, a public health advocacy group advocacy group organization designed to end exposure to neurotoxic mercury in fish medical products dental amalgams and vaccines the the group is focusing on making science sound science deliver the driver of public policy beyond his recent focus on the wmp kennedy has been an outspoken leader for vaccine safety informed consent and health freedom over the recent years appearing on real time with bill maurer state house testimony health freedom rallies and a slew of mainstream media interviews it was in may of 2015 at the vermont state house where kennedy showed his true leadership as he gave public testimony in strong opposition to h98 which was at the time the bill with a forced vaccine amendment added he gave public testimony in strong opposition to this. This would be an extremely very, very good thing, in other words, regarding the whole vaccination agenda, and would pose a gigantic monkey wrench into them imposing forced vaccinations and the whole, you know, you have no right to your body, you have no right to, to um, you know, your, uh, reject your kids from being forced vaccinated, the whole nine yards. This would be a huge monkey wrench in that. So that's why I was so like, wow, kind of blown away when I saw this. Let me just repeat the last line. At the time, this bill, which, with a forced vaccine amendment added, had already racked up a laundry list of underhanded techniques, fraud, and conflict of interest that should have disqualified it. He was strongly opposed to it. The bottom line concerning this extraordinary appointment by Trump is that he is showing a courageous willingness to go after one of their most sacred cows. You don't ever go after their sacred cows and expect to succeed given the current institutional arrangements which make up the global control matrix. Big Pharma is an extremely powerful corporate New World Order player that has always gotten their way, so they will not play nice. A soft coup was initiated on the very same day that Trump made this appointment. Is what they're saying here. And that's that's big. That's really, really big. And this is the last report. And I, uh, uh, a uh, wonderful listener um, sent me this. 
and it's titled um, Trump HHS pick sounds awesome. Looks like Trump may have had a very good HHS pick that is scaring liberals. My comment on this was I said, look at what, well, I didn't say this to him, but I'm saying, that I'm, I'm adding this into the report. Look at what the left has to say about this HHS pick, the Health and Human Services pick that, Tom, that Trump made. Who's, his name's Tom Price. Tom Price belongs to a really... Now, this is a, a report that came out right when this happened from the left. Okay, This is what they had to say about him. Tom Price belongs to a really scary medical organization that promotes anti-vaccine hysteria. See, they want to vaccinate you, force vaccinate you to the gills, the left. They don't want you to have any consent to refuse or your kids to have any. And then they want to increase the, the vaccine schedule to, you know, move it on up to 100 vaccines for children and then up to 150 and then up to 200. This is going to include adults too and you're not going to have any right to refuse. This is the brave new George Orwellian. You're, you know, if they ever got that many vaccines into us, we, our DNA would be so defiled, which is what this is all about. Make no mistake about it. What was, what was Genesis 6 about? It was about defiling the DNA of humanity so that we're not even fully human anymore. You know, your DNA can get to that point. You defile it enough. You get enough vaccines, and then you take vaccines that are literally cultured from aborted babies and things like disease, green rhesus, monkey kidney cells, and all of the other additives they put in there, and the mercury and the formaldehyde, which is what they embalm people with, and, and all the various strains of aborted babies they're culturing these vaccines off of. They are the most cursed things you can put in your body. They are an absolute total New World Order depopulation tool. And what they're doing to you on a demonic level i don't have any idea from the cursed aspect but what they're also doing to your dna i have no idea as well i've gotten into this i don't even know how many times so i say they're all evil i don't trust anything from big pharma in that regard nothing and so they are just freaking out over this one pick alone if you believe and this is what they're writing if you believe in a country as big as, and as messy as the United States, the government has a significant role to play in keeping people healthy and regulating medicine. Oh yeah, like they've kept us so healthy. We pay more for healthcare here than almost any place on earth. And, and, our, and like we're like, I don't even know on the chart, we're like above like this one third world country as far as health goes. I mean, they're doing everything in the world they can do to kill us here. Okay, more so here than I believe any other country. I don't think there's any other country that compares. If you look at the, all of the things they're doing, if, if you look at the totality of everything that they're doing here. But the government ha needs to play a significant role in keeping people healthy and result regulating medicine. There are plenty of reasons then to be worried about Tom Price, president-elect Donald Trump's choice for Secretary of Health and Human Services. On the one hand, since Trump explicitly ran on a promise to repeal and replace Obamacare, it's not surprising that his pick for HHS would reflect this preference. Well, good, praise God, because we need to get rid of that abomination too. It's not surprising that his pick for HHS would reflect this preference. You see why I keep saying I, don't, I just can't see how they're going to let Trump do what he wants to do. I mean... If God intervened, sure, it could happen, but I, it's almost like I can't see it being any other way than God intervening because we know Satan is the one that wanted Obamacare and wants the vaccinations and wants open borders and wants all this stuff. 
that's evil, overtly, wickedly evil in your face, it's not even debatable unless you're just totally demonically blinded like these people are that wrote this article. Price, an orthopedic surgeon and U.S. congressman from Georgia, is indeed a hardened Obamacare foe. But this is just the tip of what is hardline, of what is hardline, drowned government in a bathtub philosophy that he espouses. As the New York Times editorial board pointed out yesterday, um, Price is an ardent opponent of reproductive rights. Oh, so he's he's not pro-abortion? He's not pro-killing your baby? How dare he? What right does he have to say? It's a woman's body and it's her choice if she wants to kill her baby in the womb end of story i don't want to hear any christians arguing that's what they'll say it's a woman's right to kill her baby in the womb reproductive right your your right to kill your baby even though once the baby's born all of a sudden it has rights what changed from the moment it was in the womb to when it came out of the birth canal did it like go through um customs or, or some kind of vetting process where you know it, it got its little passport and its little birth certificate and driver's license and all this stuff and now all of a sudden the baby has rights but it didn't have rights when it was in the womb even though it was a fully formed baby five minutes ago now it's out of the womb and now it has rights it's insanity it's a baby the Bible says, before I formed thee in the womb, I knew thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Says that about Jeremiah. Quoted that to that lady at that abortion protest I was at, that Jewish lady that said she was a, followed the Old Testament. I said, well, what are you, you going to do with this verse? She had no answer for me. She had no answer. I was pretty hot at that point. I mean, I, you know. Just like you, you're going to come to me and say that you follow the Bible? <laughs> you got no chance then in an argument with me. Now, if you're going to follow the Satanic Bible, you know, hey, <laughs> whatever. But don't tell me you're going to follow the Bible and, and, and be out here, you know, supporting this abortion butcher clinic where they're killing babies inside. Don't, don't, don't tell me that. I will expose you every time. I mean, anybody that, that knows the Bible would do that. Before I form thee in the womb. So when does life obviously begin? At conception. Obviously, if he knew us before he formed us in the womb. But he's an ardent opponent of reproductive rights. And, and and that's their that's their sanitized way of saying you're right to kill your baby. He's an opponent of that. He wants he doesn't want you to be able to kill your baby at will. How dare him? And then he seems intent on systematically weakening, if not demolishing, the nation's healthcare safety net. Oh, I know it's such a wonderful little wonderful little net that catches everybody gently. 
and rocks them to sleep in a little lullaby, Obamacare, it's just bankrupting people like crazy, and nobody can afford the premium, they can't even afford the deductibles, and it's getting worse every year, and the penalties are growing, it's working out so wonderfully, and it's creating that nice super, super poor class, and the super, super elite class, that the New World Order just happens to one, and it's also used by the IRS to spy on you, and to garner all this information about you, so that you can be blackmailed, and so they can raise your premiums even more oh isn't it one what a wonderful cozy little obamacare safety net straight from the pit of hell so between the last thing i just read you and this new hhs appointment i mean it's huge as trump would say huge sorry sorry i lost control there anyway and Another guy, another um, flaming liberal posted a video that uh, my listener Matt had sent me, and it said Dark Ages, and that was the title of the video, Dark Ages, Trump picks vile, anti-abortion, anti-gay, oh no, the humanity, Secretary of Health and Human Services. I'm not even going to play you any of that, it's just ridiculous. So he's anti-abortion and he's anti-gay, uh-oh. Mm-mm. I don't know. Horrible. I mean, he's, they have the audacity to call this guy vile. When the people that are pro-abortion and, you know, the whole LBGT, they're the ones that are vile in God's eyes. I'm sorry, but that's what the Bible says. I mean, you know, look at Sodom and Gomorrah. It didn't work out too good for them. Sorry. Look at Deuteronomy. It said if a man lie with a man, you both take him out and kill him. Now, I'm not saying you do that now, but I'm saying that was what was the prescribed punishment. Woman lying with woman, you kill them both. Man with man, you kill them both. It was a death sentence. It's the same punishment for witchcraft, for lying with a beast. There was a lot of, you know, things that you could do to obtain the death penalty. Very quickly in the Old Testament, that was one of them. So a positive report said Trump called, uh, about this, a positive report said Trump called Price, Tom Price, the ideal choice for the position as he had already experienced drafting a repeal and replace option for the Obamacare. After accepting Trump's nomination, Price vowed to fix the health care system that has been crippled by Obamacare. So I'm not going to go any further down that trail. I, that's all I've got for today. Um, this could be the most critical week in the next five days, literally, um, that this country has known in, I mean, hey, if nothing goes down and all their planes get thwarted, it might just be because a ton of people prayed about it. In fact, that's the only reason I can see that happening. God's hand moved regarding that. Um, but it is a very, very critical time, and obviously, the, the, even if he gets in, the fight's just begun. Um, but, man, it sure seems that... Um, his appointments at least are going to on multiple different levels start causing gigantic reversals and problems for the implementation of the new world order in this country the problem i see is the fifth column trojan horse devils that are on satan's in satan's kingdom are already here okay there's millions of them here already waiting and raring to go will they be green lighted this is the question this is the question 
So that's all I have for today. I'll, I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day, this time you've given us, Lord. I don't know if it'll be the last teaching, Lord, I ever put up, but I pray, Lord, that for your divine intervention regarding these matters. We pray, God, above all, Lord, nevertheless, not our will, but thine be done. I just pray, God, if it be your will, that the forces of wickedness would not prevail. This week, or or going into this presidency and that trump's feet would be held to the fire lord to do the right thing and that lord if it be your will you'd provide a way for him to actually implement what he said he's going to implement on so many different levels lord regarding this country if it be your will lord i don't know it's it's not my choice you know the big picture i'm just trying lord to pray for a righteous reversal Lord, I don't see a lot of Bible for it, though. I don't see a lot of Bible saying it's gonna, everything's going to get gooder and gooder and better and better, Lord. So, I, again, I pray, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. But if it be your will, Lord, I pray, God, that the wicked would not prevail, Lord, regarding this, this, um, this week, all of the things they're planning for this protest, for the inauguration, and then once Trump gets in, in there, Lord, that he would not be able to be assassinated lord if he is going to do what he says he's going to do and and actually be a righteous you know person in the white house and actually pursue righteousness lord i pray that satan wouldn't be able to lay a glove on him lord you know and and that you would use him mightily for your glory if it be possible if it be your will lord uh we thank you lord for all that you've given us lord I praise you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. No matter what happens, Lord, if, if like personally for me, Lord, if, if it all ended tomorrow and, and everything went horrible, and how could I complain, Lord? How could I complain? You saved me, and you've had mercy on me, and mercy I did not deserve, Lord. Grace I did not deserve. Goodness I did not deserve. And I just praise you no matter what. No matter what, Lord, I praise and bless your holy name in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray you forgive us for any and all sins we've committed as we forgive those who have sinned against us and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer, and that you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults that they would not have dominion over us. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.